Welcome to Our Missouri, a podcast about the people, places, culture, and history of the 114 counties and independent city of St. Louis that comprise the great state of Missouri. Each episode focuses on a topic related to the state, ranging from publications about Missouri's history to current projects undertaken by organizations to preserve and promote local institutions. The Our Missouri podcast is recorded at the Center for Missouri Studies in Columbia and is generously provided to you by the State Historical Society of Missouri. And now, here's your host, Sean Ross. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, or whatever hour you're tuning in to listen to the Our Missouri podcast. My name is Sean Ross, to be a guide as we explore the memories, moments, and misfortunes from our Missouri. Welcome back to our series on Historic Missourians, a website curated and managed by the State Historical Society of Missouri and geared towards students in elementary and junior high school learning about Missouri history for the very first time. We are joined today by Elizabeth Engel. She holds a master's degree in library and information science from the University of Iowa and presently serves as a senior archivist for the State Historical Society of Missouri at its Columbia Research Center. If you're an avid listener of the podcast, you probably will recognize her voice as she appeared on an episode back in the summer of 2022 to talk about the National Women in Media Collection, which she helps curate, as well as an exhibit she helped design alongside Laura Jolly, Alexander Kinlan, and Heather Richmond, which appeared at the Center for Missouri Studies in the summer of 2022. So if you have not listened to the episode, please go back and check that out from the summer of 2022 about the National Women in Media Collection. But today she joins us to talk about a historic Missourian's bio she crafted about the lives of Charles and Elizabeth Schwartz, environmentalists and conservationists from the state of Missouri, best known for their illustrations of wildlife across the state, as well as the book Wild Mammals of Missouri. And if you know anything about conservation in the state of Missouri and its legacy, you know that the Schwartz's name come up quite frequently in the course of oral histories and manuscript collections and conversations about that topic. So Liz joins us to talk about the lives of Charles and Elizabeth Schwartz. Welcome to our Missouri, Liz. Hi, Sean. Thanks for having me. Now let's get a little bit into the, the, the Schwartzes and their history. Tell me about how you found out information about them to really kind of craft this biography about them. Okay, well, it really kind of started as a collaboration with a patron that I'd been working with, David Torrey. He'd been doing some research on them. He does a blog uh, called Waterfell Stamps and uh, More. And so he was researching one of the stamps that he had created, and so I'd helped him with that. And he ended up doing this six-part blog series, um, really deep dive into the Missouri Department of Conservation and uh, the Schwartz's uh, influence with that. Um, and he kind of kept me, you know, updated on how the series was going and sending me the, the links as they went live. And I realized he'd written up a summary page that was kind of, you know, would make a good um, framework for a historic Missourian's bio. And so I reached out to him to see if he would um, be willing to revise and expand that to kind of fit our style. But he didn't have time, but he graciously uh, allowed me to adapt that work. And so I took that on and made it to fit our style, you know, for a younger audience and to really start showcasing some of the visual materials we have in our collections. But um, that's, that's really how the, the whole bio uh, came to be. Probably one of the most important resources that I used while I was researching the bio was our vertical file on the Schwartzes, uh, just because there isn't a definitive biography that's been written about them yet. Probably the most comprehensive thing is the biographical sketch that's in the Dictionary of Missouri Biography um, that was written by uh, James Goodrich, but that was written well before Elizabeth's death, so we needed to supplement with what came after um, that. So definitely our vertical file really helped. It has a lot of articles and interviews. In addition to the vertical file, are there other 
collections at the historical society that are maybe not so much directly related to them, but might be kind of in the same uh, universe as, as their kind of background. Yeah. We have a, a small manuscript collection of theirs. Um, it has a lot of uh, articles and a few of some of their artworks. And then in our art collection, we have uh, some of their artwork. Um, and so I was able to use that in the biography, which is really great because that's really what they're about is wildlife artwork and showcasing that as far as what we have in the collections. Um, we have some really great like um, sketches and watercolors and in addition to like the reference books that they did with their wildlife artwork, such as uh, the wild mammals of Missouri. So let's dive in a little bit into their youth there. Where, where are they originally born and where did they grow up at um, in Missouri, outside of Missouri? Well, Charles grew up in St. Louis and his father was an amateur naturalist. Um, and then he really showed an interest in wildlife growing up. And he spent a lot of time at the St. Louis Zoo and he befriended Marlon Perkins, who worked there, um, who later became uh, pretty well known as the host for Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom. Uh, Elizabeth, she grew up in Ohio in Columbus, and she also uh, really gravitated towards science and wildlife, and she loved the outdoors and going to Girl Scout camp, and uh, where she learned about how to identify flowers and stars. So they both had this interest in science and uh, the outdoors and wildlife growing up. How did Elizabeth get to Missouri? What's that path from Ohio to Missouri and ultimately meeting Charles Schwartz? She first uh, got a degree at Ohio State University in Columbus and then went on to Columbia University in New York. Um, And then eventually she enrolled in the Ph.D. program here at Mizzou in 1934. And uh, Charles started in the program four years later, and he was assigned as her um, research assistant as a graduate student. So that's where they met. And they pretty quickly fell in love, and they um, got married in December 1938, right after Libby had uh, graduated. So it was a pretty short romance. (laughs) Now walk us through a little bit of some of those major moments in their career. Obviously you mentioned kind of the artwork, you mentioned their involvement with conservation. Uh, Kind of what are the main moments in their life that are noteworthy? Uh, I think probably their very first um, part of their early career where they get started with the Missouri Conservation Commission and they started doing um, research on studying prairie chickens. And this resulted in an illustrated book and their first feature film. So that kind of got them started on the path of creating books and uh, films about wildlife. Later, they went to Hawaii to study the Nini goose, which was endangered. And so that was kind of important as far as the conservation movement and endangered species and kind of going on uh, that path. Probably their best remembered accomplishment is that book, The Wild Mammals of Missouri. Um, It contains more than 400 illustrations about more than 60 species of animals in the state. And it won an award in 1959 uh, as the Outstanding Wildlife Book um, from the American Association for Conservation Information. And it's really a masterclass in how to do wildlife artwork. What's something uh, people may not know about the Schwartzes if they're familiar with conservation in Missouri and it's, and it's kind of legacy they might know about them, but what's something about the Schwartzes that many people may not know about them? I think what I found most interesting is they studied um, box turtles for almost two decades, and like this uh, resulted in a couple of state government reports, but you know, that probably did not have a wide audience like their films and their books that they were known for. So I think that's just really interesting. They um, tracked them for over two decades um, and they used their dogs to help train, they trained their dogs to help um, locate the box turtles. Uh, So that was kind of interesting to me. 
and it just it just seems like a, it was a nice little I think it started from they'd moved into a new home in the Jefferson City area and there was turtles in the area and that kind of just got their interest in that um, but again it was just government reports so it's not something that you know a general population audience is probably gonna have known about but it's, it's cool nonetheless well, thinking about how many, uh, you know, elementary school children who have probably found a box turtle or have kind of picked one up and kind of examined it and hopefully put it back where it can go back into the environment. But nevertheless, that is kind of an interesting connection to that. Yeah, yeah. So thinking about these these students in elementary school and, and junior high who are learning about Missouri history for the first time and kind of engaging with historic Missourians, what's something from this biography about the Schwartzes that they can take away from it? What's the legacy for them as historic Missourians? I think the legacy is probably that they followed their passion, and then as a result of that, they were very successful at that. They really loved wildlife. They loved artwork. They loved educating people about wildlife and conservation. And I think that is the thing is find what you love and then do that. And that's what they did. Do you have a favorite illustration or drawing that they did? That's what you've seen. Um, I really um, like the one of the prairie chickens that we use on the um, site. It's, it's a nice, uh, colorful um, watercolor. Um, I love watercolor. So that, that was my favorite one, I think. Well, thank you very much for joining us today, Liz. Yes. Thank you for having me, Sean. Thank you for listening to the Our Missouri podcast. If you would like to learn more about the podcast, including past and future episodes, information about guests, and upcoming events, please visit our website at shsmo.org forward slash our dash Missouri. <laughs>